0: There he is. There you are. This is a first. The Christmas, uh, the, the Christmas boy is here.
1: The Christmas boy, and uh, this is a first. This is our new, new New Year's Eve show, but it is not live. Exactly.
0: No, it's our first pre-record.
1: This is pre-recorded, so who knows if we'll even be here? At the, in in
0: honor of that, I think your mic is a skosh hot. I think you could turn it down a click.
1: My my mic is a skosh hot. All right. Is that better?
0: That's a little better. That's a little better. Yeah, it's a little softer. Oh, okay. that's good. It's not clipping as much. Um, There we go. So so you had Christmas. I had
1: Christmas. You had Christmas. How was your Christmas?
0: Christmas was great. It was very, uh, very relaxed, small gathering. Uh, You know, you know the place. You know what? We you know where we're talking about. You know, know the whole setup.
1: You were off in Mom's corner.
0: We were in Mom's corner. That's nice. Um, and it was it was great. We had a really nice time. I cooked a lot, and we had some gifts and watched some movies, and it was fun.
1: Well, I got to hang out with the other brother.
0: Yeah, the mystery brother.
1: The mystery brother and and his wife and son, and uh, we had a great rack of lamb. We hung out. We drank yeah, he... a little batch 22
0: nice he mentioned that the the rack of lamb was happening and um i was i talked to him in mid-process how did that uh how did that go how was it that was, lamb
1: it was only spectacular
0: mm, okay
1: yeah it was All only right. spectacular
0: well there's always next year yeah
1: no it was it was really great um and some great potatoes garlicky potatoes and a the lovely string bean a good salad
0: what do you, uh, other, other than maybe a bagel and a schmear, I don't know what else you would what, possibly want.
1: What else could you do? You know, this is, I'm having a really hard time right now, though, because, you know, it's, uh, it's only a uh, little after two right now where I am. And uh, not drinking and doing this show at the same time, not Chall- easy.
0: Challenging. I'm you know. having my traditional coffee, which is usually what I have, so it's much the same for me yeah no Um, i'm
1: struggling i'm struggling
0: it's weird to shift in the time like i'm locked in with you as a nighttime show the mentality is very irreverently nighttime to me yeah it's very hard Um, to to feel like you can master that uh although it's dark you know it's appropriately dark we'll get into it we're gonna get in the mood and peter is our guest is very very dark He's very, very sinister, dark personality. So okay, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Have you
1: been watching anything this uh, this week? What did great holiday movies that you're you know I I know usually you're really into the holiday feel good films.
0: Oh yeah, it's a traditional yeah roster of of pleasant you know little house in the prairie episodes and things like that. Yeah, Um, we I did uh, I did show mom she'd never seen a new leaf do you you know that movie i know of it i haven't seen it so i we i have that i brought that up to show her she enjoyed that um sandy
1: dennis and um no uh, sandy duncan
0: no no uh, no again
1: i'm I'm completely wrong
0: it's elaine may and walter Matthau.
1: ah okay
0: and it's elaine may wrote and directed it i i think it's her first movie that she directed i think anyway it's great And um, ridiculously funny. So we did that. Did you watch a movie at uh, the Other Brothers?
1: We didn't watch a movie there, but Christmas Eve, I had the traditional Jewish Christmas Eve of uh, a friend over for Chinese food. Okay. And we watched uh, Don't Look Up on Netflix.
0: The new uh, disaster comedy with Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: The disaster of a new disaster comedy. Wow. You
0: know, Somebody yeah. doesn't care if they're working in Hollywood anymore. They're just going to say it. In
1: Hol- I'm not working in Hollywood. No, is a lot of people who I admire greatly. Um, I, I, I like that. The director's work. I like everybody's work. It just did not come together. Okay. And I, I would, I would put it on the writer, more, the writers more than anything else. It just didn't, it didn't quite
0: come together. Well, I I, I'm sorry to hear that. I was looking forward to that movie, and uh, now now you've ruined it for me. So I don't know what to do.
1: No, hold on a hold on a second. Hold on
0: (laughs) a second.
1: I didn't like it, and I didn't think it was very good. And that ruins it for you. I mean, look at our track record, buddy. You'll probably love it. I
0: may love it. That's true. <laughs> I may think it's fantastic. What
1: is wrong with my older brother? But ins- life I mean, of instead of story, experiencing the work. movie,
0: I'm going to be thinking about like, am I right or wrong? Is did I? Am I getting the right thing out of this?
1: Oh, usually, if your opinion is different than than mine, you're wrong. Yes. Don't, don't worry. Just, okay. Can, just go about rest. my business. In other yeah, words, you can rest secure in that <laughs> knowledge. I'm your older brother. I'm right about everything true never it's mind true. the fact that you know infinitely more about film than i do
0: i've just seen more disgusting uh video nasties
1: <laughs> video Nas- is that a movie i can rent video nasty
0: well we'll have to ask peter peter might know if there is a movie called video nasties called uh, video, video nasties nasty. was the name was the name in uh, as far as i know he can correct us when he's here but um in britain during the 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 vhs craze there were a lot of like straight-to-video horror movies that were called, you know, they were really ultra-ultra-violent uh, and, um, and, and nasty. And they were called video, and were called video nasties. So they're
1: the, the video equivalent of Penny Dreadfuls. There's Penny. Dreadfuls I think so. And video nasties.
0: I think so. We'll get we'll get Peter's la- the last word on it from him, but um, but yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, give give us a little uh, introduction to, uh, to okay your friend Peter before we before we bring him on and, and embarrass him.
0: Well uh Peter is here not just because he's a friend and a friend of the show, but he, he's, he's a filmmaker and he made a movie who you know uh, I, I made a movie, but I don't know you know not a lot of other people did. so we're like, why don't you come on the show? I did talk like about movie. the movie uh, this was the this was also a movie we, we were friends before he made this and um, he knew I was editing and this was the first feature uh, narrative feature I, I, I edited. Uh, so I worked on this thing. And had a great time, and um, Peter and I have done a few projects together, and and uh, it, 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 we've had a lot of fun. And and it's a, it's a a remarkable uh, f- a first film uh, to have under your belt. You 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 know what what he accomplished with it is pretty is pretty amazing for for what for, especially for what they had to work with. Um, not a huge budget. And yeah, I think no, it's it really, really entertaining is.
1: It's, it's a terrific ride and and kudos to you because I was able to follow the entire story which which lets me know that as an editor you you put things in in the right order
0: like I did were, I you looked at this I looked at the script and then I said that's in that's there in the script put that in there in the movie
1: put it in the movie and put it yeah. in put that in before that
0: which because it's before Yeah.
1: So so it all makes sense.
0: That's all that it is. Really. Thank you for noticing. It was in the correct order, and I (laughs) appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, Peter liked that about it too. I think he. Yeah. Although maybe maybe some of it is out of order, and I messed it up. He'll tell us. You
1: you probably learned a lot of that from your time as an actor, where you're making sure you say your lines in the right order.
0: Exactly. People make a big deal about do you know your lines? Well, sure. Do you know them in the proper order?
1: See, I've had trouble because I learn them in order. I memorize them in order. And I am going to say all of my lines from the beginning to the end in order. If another actor drops a line at some point during the you're, evening, we can get out of sync for the rest of the show.
0: Right. Well, I hope you just make that known to the cast before you start rehearsals and everybody tiptoes around that.
1: Yeah. The, don't Matthew's drop a a, line.
0: Matthew's just going to keep doing the show.
1: Yeah. Don't drop a line with me, baby. The good
0: part is that we know you are going to keep doing the show. You know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Follow you, but don't, but you better not, you know, drop don't a line. Don't drop a line.
1: So, um, so I think we should bring in a, on our guest.
0: Enough Gavin. Let's, talk uh, let's, about this,
1: this, um, let's have our reading. New Year's,
0: our New Year's episode. Because another big reason why this is here is because this movie centers around New Year's and this is New Year's time after christmas right we're heading in so there's
1: aliens there's mayhem there's death
0: yes there's disco and
1: and in spite of all of that this is a better new year's eve than most of the ones that i have had
0: Ah. okay
1: yeah so
0: well maybe we just bring peter on instead of telling those those sad stories (laughs) okay
1: all right ladies and gentlemen peter stray Oh, he's turned his back on us.
0: UK Strait, oh. an entrance. The oh. Arkin
2: Brothers. We oh. meet at last.
0: He's managed an entrance on there, Zoom. It's fantastic. I couldn't
2: resist after you said I'm dark and wrong. I yeah, mean. it was it a sinister... He slowly like a supervillain.
0: Sinister entrance. I told you, isn't he Isn't he like... It's an eerie, like, oh, it's, it's so scary. It's very
2: eerie, plus plus, I'm, I'm. there's lots of old books behind me, so, you know, there's a sort of... That's, like, you read idiot, things? Yeah. That's weird, yeah. who's doing no. that? these days now no, it's, it's my father's study he's a professor of classics oh. so he's oh. uh, I'm, I'm 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 sort of piggybacking on his his uh, intelligence
1: so I, I have to ask you know before we really get into the the details of the film oh. this is sort of like a sequel to because I, I don't know a lot about your culture there but i i, I believe this is a sequel to um a Child's uh, Christmas in Wales sort of flows straight into- It could uh, be argued that.
2: It could be argued that. Um, I, I mean, officially I'd have to say no, because obviously that's by Dylan Thomas and, and this is by me, but um, there are some of the same themes. Um, I believe in Child's Christmas in Wales, the fire brigade is called here. They call the cops um, because of some kind of disturbance um i think there's probably drunkenness in both uh i grew up next to kandonkin park which is like two seconds down the road from here which is dylan thomas local park he was born like just up the road from from me where i grew up um uh but you did read
0: some of these books behind you you're a liar
2: you're coming no, off very smart none, 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 none of those none of those are Dylan thomas but right. um, but he he yeah he, he uh, uh uh no uh, I, I would say it's 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 almost it has more in common uh, in terms of fictional ancestry with close encounters with the lost boys uh with uh you know things like that
0: with Dylan thomas' the lost boys yeah is that that's what you're saying
2: to be fair, it, yeah. it, it's not dissimilar. Like if Dylan Thomas just saw a whole bunch of vampire films, lived mm-hmm. a bit longer, didn't keel over at the white, mm-hmm. white Horse Tavern in New York, right? And wrote about aliens, maybe he'd come up with this. I
0: mean, he had a sense of humor, right? I mean, oh, he yeah. was a funny guy, so I think there there could be through this. Is, this could have been one of his fever dreams.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the town of Theregab in uh, um, Under Milk Wood is bugger all backwards. So, uh, um, you okay. know, so he's using the all and then using the double L at the beginning of Welsh names to, like, make a gag.
0: So, all right. I'm sure you get Dylan Thomas questions all the time.
2: No. So
0: let's, let's no one say... No in
2: America, I live in America now, no one in America really knows much about Wales. They all just are like, yeah, we should save mm-hmm. the Wales. You, know. you, you
0: taught me a lot about Wales. I was pretty ignorant yeah. about stuff when we met.
2: Well, I think my favourite story while well, we were editing Canaries was actually that you were going to set on the Americans as as a featured actor, um, uh, sitting in the makeup chair with Matthew Reese. and I think you said different um, chair.
0: Yeah. Just so we I, we oh, weren't yeah. in the same no, makeup chair. You
2: weren't sitting just on. Two asking yeah. what You wanted for Christmas um, <laughs> or, or him? You. Um, but but um, I think I think you said, "Oh, I'm I'm." Editing a feature right now, and it was shot and is set in Lower took and apparently, yeah, there like was a bit a of a spit take, take
0: involved. His... He couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So it was that was lovely that that he uh, he got that he got that reaction out of him at seven a.m. from a Welshman on a in the, as the lead in the series. But again, the, the, all these Welshmen that show up in Hollywood, they're all like secret Welshmen. Nobody knows. It's like it's like Aussies or anybody else. You know, they do the accent. Nobody knows
0: <laughs>
2: until you watch the behind the scenes stuff
0: now i matthew you re you're new to the movie
2: i i yes, I, I edited really
0: canary do. so i know it pretty well oh i'd love you i'd love you to start because i i have a little i have less objectivity being so close to it than you do so as a new person to the project i'd love to hear what your questions are
1: my questions are well first i want to say that i loved it um oh cheers i i i, I and and um Tony will tell you, I, I, I sometimes am, am too honest. Uh, So I, I, I did completely love this, this film. It it held me in its thrall. Um, I loved the, the, the wacky sense of the wacky sensibility of it. The, the mix of characters from the, the ultra serious government folks to the, the odd collection of characters in Wales uh, I loved so much of the misdirection. Like, for instance, the the scene on the, the the scene of the the government agent on the boat, and he's talking about no, they have to be in in separate containers, and he's going on and on about some containers, and you're thinking we're talking about something to do with with spy craft and weaponry or. And it turns out that he's talking about sandwiches and food or something. And, uh, yeah, yeah
2: for his daughter, I think he's, he's a yeah.
1: single dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely cracked me up. Um, but, uh, you know, to set it up for, for our listeners, uh, there, there have been some strange goings on over the course of several decades, a couple of, uh, strange people getting military people getting killed in a forest and bodies dropping from the sky and some disappearances and a photograph showing up of something that hasn't happened yet and government people involved. And then we, we cut to this um, little village. How do you pronounce it again? There are no vowels in it. So I just get confused. It's, uh, it's, lower come
0: it's a family show. Could we just say that again? Remembering <laughs> yes. that it's a family show.
2: Well, um, one thing that I I put online recently, which was actually part of uh, a sort of an exclusive uh, for uh, initially an exclusive for Abattoir, which is this wonderful horror festival in Wales that was one of our earliest champions. Um, uh, We did sort of a special thing for them where members of the American cast met the British cast for the first time on Zoom, because obviously they'd filmed their scenes separately. So we all sort of decided to have a Zoom party. And one of the challenges was to get the American cast to try and, say the name i think um uh the great scott barrow who plays um agent stanley who's the the white guy in the control room um went with lower cum torch um i think yeah i think there was some there was cum twitch uh, there, there were variations of it but it's contour so there's this all this well put it this way i don't know if you ever grew up watching uh, black adder either of you sure lads but um there's a great line in Blackadder, which is um Never ask for directions in Wales, Baldrick. You'll be washing spit out of your hair for a fortnight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: there's a it's yeah. a little there's a connection to it. Yeah, it's a there's a Yiddish connection here. There's a there's definitely yeah we can relate to this. You think would more
2: Jews in Wales? Yeah. You think there would? but There's yeah. about five of them.
0: Well, well, I'll come down the minute the the, the COVID lockdowns are, are safer. To, I'll get on a plane when I feel good about it.
1: Definitely oh. come come to um, any place called Kuntok. I want to be there
2: i know and it's it's quite i think a lot of welsh was actually inspiration for a bunch of the languages uh, for tolkien as well oh that like, makes you sense all of the blah, 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 you know all yeah. the rest of it elven yeah. and stuff like that yeah oh cameo from my dad here we go well, well, hello oh oh his, his, is, no, is, he's oh. he's he's gone welcome to the show I, welcome to the show they say nope nope ah, ah.
0: He's, um it's
2: brilliant brilliant it's, uh, it's this is hitchcockian um <laughs> but it's also it's uh, uh, i really do want my dad to i want to try and dress him one in the henry jones the professor henry jones hat with the oh okay because when he's in tweed he really does look like sean connery as professor henry jones it's quite like i'd All love right. to see that if he wants he to do that like during sean the connery. show any other if he movement, wants to uh, do that
0: dur- during yeah, this recording tell him yeah, we we'd love yeah. to have uh we'd love to have a sean connery impersonator if, on the if, show if
2: I, if I can be a, a proud son for a second there is also a there is also a, a sidebar to this which is that um i always thought uh my dad looked like Hen- professor henry jones um uh and then uh, a few years later he got a fan letter from the playwright tom stoppard saying oh dear dr stray uh, um uh, using your book to research uh, my my latest play, but thoroughly enjoying it. You know, uh, best regards, Tom Stoppard. You know, this handwritten. Very nice. And then it disco- uh, I discovered that um, Tom Stoppard ghostwrote all of Sean Connery's dialogue for um, Professor Henry Jones.
0: Wait, Tom Stoppard is dead?
2: No, Tom Stoppard's.
0: Uh, oh, I'm Ghost sorry. He goes. Go- you said he ghostwrote it. I got scared for he a second. I. I, I...
2: <laughs> he didn't write it for me. Honestly. Sorry. <laughs> So Sean Connery, sadly. Is yes, that I, I knew, that but okay,
0: life. thank you. All right. Yeah. Um So, so yeah, well, that's he, impressive. He, he, that's he, um, really...
2: He, he wrote, uh, he was hired uh to write pretty much all of Sean Connery's dialogue and a lot of Harrison Ford's as well, all the father-son scenes in The Last Crusade.
0: Hence the jump in quality from the previous film, perhaps.
2: <laughs> it, perhaps, yeah but um yeah that's was, that's was, that's was, uh, stuff so anyway that's a, well uh,
0: congratulations to your father merry christmas oh, to him oh, and your family oh, oh, and uh and if he wants to come back on the show Love please uh, let him
2: yeah let him no on. he's he's got quite a dramatic face i was thinking i mean you know your dad's in acting maybe my dad should pop into acting as well i mean you know it, 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 it's easy right like anyone can do it
1: anybody can do it cuz really dad you're... can do that you're just walking and talking, So often not yeah. even walking, sometimes yeah. just sitting and talking. Yeah. And or goes.
0: lying down sometimes if you're in a hospital bed in a movie or something like that. Yeah, we those We just watched a jobs. murder
2: mystery where one guy got a great scene at the beginning and then got killed, and, and then he was in several scenes as a body.
0: You know um, why like, I know that your dad is smart, like really smart?
2: Um, because he's left the room?
0: No, because, <laughs> well... <laughs>
2: You, those are my lines i'm he's supposed not, to i'm he's the one who's on his own to talk about anything.
0: i'm the person who criticizes the show let me get this very clear um no it's the, it's the it's the cork board ah there's a cork board behind you i'm like that well, my, oh, my,
2: my, my that's a genius also, only
0: geniuses would have that now still
2: my my dad is a wine enthusiast i don't think he cannot not have cork in his life
0: okay um yeah. so no, i the record i see you
2: i see you as equal statler and waldorf you know um equal uh, parts yeah okay yeah.
0: yeah but just slightly more negative
2: oh no I, I think i think there's even more jovial ribbing and i just i love it's so, it's so funny because i'm I, I love watching the show and especially during covid you know and being in a foreign country there are moments where you you know friends aren't available you catch the low release a little bit i'm like oh, i wonder if the arkin brothers are on and suddenly it's like you know you click and and there's, there's some conversation in the room. And uh, and it's funny because there are sometimes I I set myself the assignment of watching the films if I can before I see you guys banter about it. And sometimes I'm on Matthew's side and sometimes I'm on Tony's side. It's, uh, yeah, you've so emailed you know me I some... Yeah. I, can never, yeah. I can never tell sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's oh. emailed me some stuff about his, his takes on stuff. And I'm like, right, what, go ahead, you... side with my brother. That's totally cool.
1: <laughs> where did you fall on Christmas Evil?
2: Oh, um... Fascinating. Do you know? I, I've actually downloaded the MP3 of that episode to listen to on the train back to London. But I have, I have heard the first half. I stayed up late listening to it. Uh, on, I guess, did you do it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? You did it Christmas Eve live, right? No, because um, I'm five hours Christmas ahead. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Christmas Eve. So so I'm five hours ahead. So you guys were on a decent schedule, and I was, you know, yeah. that um, not because of you, but because of the hour. And um, there were some just wonderful moments that you pointed out, though, which I agree- completely agreed with just the bizarreness of it. Like the, the guy, the guy, um, I mean, what was that kid's name? Like,
0: oh, Moss.
2: It's like Moss Diego. Moss Diego. Yeah. It's <laughs> like this
0: isn't <laughs> Glen, Ross. Gary, Glen Ross. All right. It's, this it's, is it's
2: like, it's like someone through words. Word and, yeah. name. word and name blender yeah. like just what, what what comes up with diego. Um, diego um but then also you know this just weird thing of the mud on the thing and marking the territory mm. like there were just so many odd askew touches that i thought okay there's a, a great cult status element to this
0: I, peter was peter was more aligned with you on that one
2: oh.
0: um i love this yeah. man
2: he's a um... man of rare <laughs>
0: Rare taste and refinement. Uh, rare taste yes. and
2: refinement. But then, yeah, no,
0: it's it's yeah, it's it's just it's brilliant. It's brilliant. May you live, <laughs> may, you, may live you live a thousand years, years old. <laughs> yes.
2: one
1: of my favorite movie
2: quotes. <laughs> there you go. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, I have a couple of questions about this film because you know I mean, I've I've watched uh some films being made in the past, oh. um, and uh <laughs> you uh. And I, I've watched Tony make his movie. You know, was along on some of that journey. no know what he went through. You had, uh, I think, forty seven or forty eight international locations in this movie. Um, was this shot over a period of years? Did you have to raise money and shoot a piece of it, and then get to the next location, or was it was it shot all of a piece?
2: Uh, not all of the piece, but it was most of the money was raised at once um, and it really wasn't very much money. And I will say to anyone out there, any filmmakers, like if you can sort of legally work in the UK or, you know, who knows, uh, just just pop over here. I know great actors and crew. We can stretch that dollar. We really can. Um, it, Wales is already kind of the British Columbia of the UK, really like it. It played the Yorkshire Moors in um, An American Werewolf in London um, it, it's played part of the Batcave, you know, but what I was excited about was it never really played itself. Um, as for the shooting, the, the, there were three main chunks. There was the Welsh stuff first, and then a few months later, there was the American stuff. And then one year later, again, as Tony had begun cutting the movie, we were talking about what could it really help to have. And so then there were two days of sort of reshoots and additional scenes done um, pretty much a year to the day when we started shooting the first Welsh stuff, we shot the second Welsh stuff. Okay. Um, Can I
0: ask what the, the, those were? Were you trying to acquire the Vietnamese portion of it through that period or did you already have that stuff locked down?
2: That was, I'm trying to think when that happened. I think that happened after the American stuff, but before the Welsh reshoots. And that was done by my, my great friend, Daniel Hewitt, who is a um, music and drama teacher at a school in Hanoi in Vietnam. I bought a VHS camera on eBay. Uh, I bought, I found out what battery it had and I bought a spare battery for it. Um, because it was just I turned it on and it was dead 20 minutes later so I managed to track down a battery that someone else had on eBay so I bought a second battery for it um, and gave him the instructions sent him you know sent it back with him to Vietnam and hoped that you know he could do some good footage and I was thinking you know you never know with non-filmmakers like I wonder how this is going to come out and I storyboarded the thing for him and all the rest of it but he was like bloody Kubrick it was like he was going out with a, a friend of his with a with a um, you know a sort of traditional Vietnamese hat you know outside Hanoi in an area called Ninh Binh, and um, I think he shot like ten takes of the same thing. Um, well, it's
1: terrific. It's a terrific moment, and I was watching it, and I was saying, in this low budget film that's shot in Wales, how did they get this footage? And 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 I I tried to picture you know did you just comb through hundreds of hours of stock footage until you found a shot that you could acquire that had a woman doing this and pointing up to the sky and 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 then realizing during the credits that no you were able to to wrangle this
2: somehow what an achievement i mean it was just it was it's funny in that if you can write i suppose it's that robert rodriguez thing of if you've got a turtle you know use the turtle you've got the things that you have if you've got friends who work internationally and you're like, well, I guess I could get a friend of mine who lives in this cool place to shoot some stuff with an iPhone, some wobbly stuff with an iPhone. Um, why why not do that? Right. Um, the only thing I was obsessed about was I really wanted it to be genuine VHS because I've seen, you know, when something is shot 4K and then it's cropped to 4.3 and they put a few lines through it. And right. it just looks like 4K footage, which has been had some VHS filter put on it. So it's gotten a bit thing.
0: better, but when we did it there, there wasn't there, the, the filters for that kind of stuff. Weren't as cool as they are now.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I was watching professional TV programs where I was like, that's yeah. not, that's not VHS. That's mm-hmm. clearly not VHS. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so that was great. What I'm proudest of is that almost every location in the movie plays itself. So Martha's Vineyard is Martha's Vineyard. Washington R- DC is Washington DC. Uh, Wales is Wales. The only two exceptions are Rendlesham Forest in England is a forest in in Wales and um, the um, inside of the hotel conference room that's supposed yes. to be in D.C. is actually in Martha's Vineyard.
1: Yeah. Well, that, um, that's interesting because I was I was so impressed because that is very clear about each of those locations. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. I was like, yep, there we go. We're on Martha's Vineyard. And yes, we are in Washington. And which is interesting is that the only one that I knew wasn't the actual location was the swapping out of the one forest in England for the other forest in England. I, I looked at He's it. He's got a, I
0: mean, a. That six. is
1: not. That is yeah. not. I. That's not that far. He's
0: an amazing. <clears throat> to get a sixth that's, sense for I that mean, kind that's
2: of stuff. A, that's a, that's some. That is some. Yeah. Some, some uh, tree, tree. I've studied my deciduous and trees. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. I will. I will say this though is that I did research on Rendlesham I looked at pictures of Rendlesham is there a forest in Wales I could go to that looks like Rendlesham and apparently since the Rendlesham forest incident in 1980 something happened to the forest which changed how it looks anyway so it doesn't look like it did in 1980 wow well, the so mulch—the
1: mulch seemed completely some kind of different.
2: storm or something. Yeah, it's it's all green and mossy and. If it, yeah.
0: you know, I have to say too, I noticed <laughs> I how know, what you know I'm talking about, that I that was know. the mulch was period mulch too. It was oh, clearly yeah. from the eighties, and I, I don't know how yeah. you did that.
2: Well, I actually rubbed it on some cassettes and some VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. I put it on the tree. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um.
2: I played Margaret Thatcher's speeches to it, and it sort of withered a bit. You know.
0: Did you always, this is something I never asked you, did you always plan to have a role in the movie as an actor?
2: Oh, um, so yes and no, in that I figured I would do something minor to sort of pop myself in there, because, you know, I'm right. trained actor, I occasionally still like to act. Um, but originally, I just showed up, sort of, I, I was uh, the voice on the Vietnam footage, because then I could do that and that would be easy. And then um, I was going to show up at the end to sort of like, um, you know, potentially sort of plant the seed that maybe I could have a bigger role in the sequel, and it, it, which I'm, I'm still pitching to BAFTA and people like that. Um, but uh, then with the pub scene with Robert Pugh, that was added later.
1: Oh, my God. And,
2: and I thought to myself at that point, you know, it was very clear from what people had told me. You know, oh, if you want to get some footage for your reel, then your reel is basically you doing some nice stuff with some famous people. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna write myself a little exchange with the with one of the most well known actors in the cast.
0: Right. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is how show business works. This is these this is what happens. You want to see creative decision making, it's really ultimately just what can I do that gets on a reel? Well, can uh, we talk so, about Robert? Yeah.
1: Can we talk about Robert Pugh's performance? We certainly is money that performance is just spectacular.
2: Oh, he's brilliant. I mean, Bob Pute, like uh, this is a man who shows up um, for really not much money—certainly less than someone of his stature in America mm. would ask for—and um, and his agent okayed this, you know. And so he sh- he shows up and he does a full day of complicated dialogue, uh, uh, you know, dialogue-heavy scenes, and then right at the end of the day, we do his death scene last, sort of surprise you know, hand grab death scene and um, he, you know, he's, 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 he's an old dude. He just, he, he, he asks for a hand down and then he just lies in the mud and does this fantastic death. Um, and then, you know, gets helped up. Uh, and at that point his trousers had split. So I just sort of needed to hold a jacket in front of him <laughs> while gu- gu- guiding him back to, to, uh, to Incredible. Uh, his, his holding area. Um, but yeah, he was brilliant. Um, and I mean, you know, he's talking, he's telling stories about, you know, sort of getting into a fight with Russell Crowe on the first day of Master and Commander. uh oh my you know, God. Crowe Crow was apparently throwing his weight around and, and Pew stood up to him. And um, as a result, Crowe respected him and, and they became oh, mates.
0: One of those stories. Uh, yes, I hear yeah. those all the time. Why can't we just yeah. cut past that? And like, know, exactly. why don't you just start by being nice to me yeah, instead of having yeah, to have me make you like me? for talking up to a bully, like, exactly. well, let's just avoid
2: exactly, it. Exactly. But then, you know, on, on the, uh, on the, um, uh, rarely seen Ridley Scott Robin hood, which was made a few years ago, a lot of which was shot in Wales. Um, Crow recommended him to Ridley Scott for a part in that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, but he also what he just loves to work. So he's been doing student films. He's, you know, he's been doing short films. The funny thing is, if you go in Wales, like I've got Bob Pugh in my film, everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, again, he's done tons of stuff. But a lot of it, given the nature of perhaps the um, the drive of some people who make films or money or other things, a lot of them don't get seen. So I was one of the ones where it it, it did actually get seen and, you know, it had a a nice festival run and a bunch of bunch of big screenings. and uh he he came along to to almost every one of them Uh, that's that's amazing like that yeah yeah he's a he's a top bloke he's a real professional that's really cool and what i love is one of the first arkin brothers things i saw was the 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 rook gahauer sylvester stallone thing where i'd seen it years ago and suddenly i was like wait a minute that's bob he was the ira informant who has one scene with yeah, that's killed. right. It's a
0: actually a great. It's one of my favorite yeah. scenes in the movie. As yeah, I it's a young
2: a young Bob. I was like, oh yeah. no, that's
0: him. You know what's uh, interesting yeah. about about uh, so well, let's just make it clear. When you're looking to see this movie, if you're out there hunting for it, there's two titles that you might find.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, you want to explain that a little bit, Peter.
2: Okay, I will. So, so I called it Canaries. Um, I called it Canaries because I had a, a, a you know, it was influenced by uh, a dream with lots of sort of yellow rain mac figures standing against the stark Welsh landscape. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I wonder how I could, you know, I just knew that it was that and it was rain
0: macs being uh, over here. They were just rain slickers like yellow, raincoats.
2: Yeah, yellow raincoats. And I woke up from this dream, and I thought, "Oh, that could be really good in a movie." I wonder, you know. And the first thing I did was look on Amazon to see how much uh, it was per raincoat. Um, you are you, know. you are an independent filmmaker, sir. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so but anyway, so, so that was what I knew, and then I had to fit everything around that. And I still, some people still, uh, you know, it's a, I suppose it's a bit not that I'm comparing myself to this film, but some people ask like, okay, well, you know, it's called canaries. Why is it called canaries? And some people are like, oh, well, it's because it's the first sign of danger, like a canary in a coal mine, and right. Wales is famous for coal mining. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Didn't intend that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, i don't know why i called it that but then later on i thought why didn't i justify it by having the um research that the dod does into ufos be called project canary because that implies yellow and it's a c which is after project blue book which is blue and a b so so i was like oh that sounds kind of sequential you know and then the next one could be project diamond or something and it's it's green i don't know um but uh, uh yeah so you're text using text so text you're,
0: you're, you're you're clearly a member of the Illuminati. you use numerology in your screenplays I'm, and you uh, claim not to have read any of the books behind you. I, I don't believe that.
2: Ah uh, yes it's, it's many texts that I would just you know we'd have to go into a vault I'd have to you know bay, you know right. the ceremony um, but no uh, so then it gets sold to the states and I talk to the. US distributor and he is on the phone with me and he's like, Listen, Peter, American people are stupid. They need to be told exactly what it's what they're getting. And I'm thinking, no, they're not. You know, I know loads of intelligence. He's like, he's like yeah, yeah, but these are the people who just, you know, they they, they just they get drunk and they rent DVDs, whatever. They need to be told exactly what they're getting. It needs to be called Alien Something. It needs to be called Alien Something. So I'm like, oh, great. All right, so he's going to call it like Alien battle or something terrible. So I so I was instantly racking my brains thinking, how could I keep the fun in this project? So the best thing I could do was think to go really grind house and call it alien party crashes. So Luckily, he. I say luck, luckily, he took my suggestion. So despite the fact that it has awful looking artwork, um, it's on Amazon, Tubi, all that stuff as Alien Party Crashers. So that's how you can find it in the United States of America.
0: Yeah, Peter and I were both making our movies at the same time. And um, I actually was editing Canaries on a break from Sender, shooting Sender, and then Sender ran into so many like pitfalls during filming and that we we peter ended up like giving his film to festival before we were finished actually shooting it was an incredible you we got can, uh, canaries done very quickly um it was an yeah. amazing thing to watch the process of of Selling to an American distribution company and what what they knew the demands were going to be and changing the poster when I knew that the artwork you had come up with and the stuff that was popping in UK was so much more interesting um, than what it seems like a lot of US distributors want to do. But I, it was kind of eye opening for me. I knew that um, people could get screwed. I didn't think you got screwed. I was just really interested in in how they got to where they got to with the poster, for instance, you know?
2: I, I think that there are people who need to put a certain amount of expenses on a movie when they when they distribute it. You know, it's like, oh, I need to justify that there's this much spent on a poster or a trailer. And, and to some extent, I understand that. They want to put their stamp on it. They want to do their own thing. Um, and they supposedly know their audience but unfortunately a lot of their audience are smarter I think than they think they are mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you need some like delicate intricate poster with like 5,000 faces on it you know because you used to see those in giant you know movie movie uh, theaters you know framed and lit up and now they're all on these tiny little right. thumbnails so sometimes you need but that's why me and the um, uh, European sales agents went with just you know a little little yellow pop of, of someone in a, in a rain mac. Um, which I still think is a better poster than what America came yeah it's uh, really
0: cool. I remember it vividly. Um, I mean I, I you're, the American poster is funny I it, the fact that there's a floating dog on it I find hysterical yeah
2: I just I just that's the sad thing is that you know you, there's so much about distribution where it's like let's do this, let's do that and they even did this this um I actually really liked the first half of their trailer because they used all this found footage stuff which is not in the movie that they they like comped in you know, UFOs from the film, especially into this trailer. I'm like, wow, I've got extra deleted scenes, which aren't deleted scenes, you know, especially, but then it's, it's disappointing to audiences because then it's like, where's the dog? Where's the scene where this happens and there are people in a helicopter. It doesn't happen.
0: Also for those of you out there who still uh, watch DVDs and stuff because of special features, like, like me and like, I know Peter, uh, you you went to town on this on that you did great commentary two commentary tracks right
2: oh god i i did commentary kind of like it was an npr like sort of special radio uh, um yeah it was the way it should be
0: done is great
2: but what i love was that it was just as gorilla as the actual film itself because um so the the great rob karma robinson who plays uh, agent miles kendrick in the film Believe it or not, that's his first feature film. Like, I think he's terrific in it. And I, I, was, I was telling him, he, I think he really channels this kind of like John Carpenter era Keith David a little bit. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, this sort good. of intensity. And the only place I could find to um, do the commentary with him that was quiet on the streets of New York, just around the corner from Pace, because I just finished shooting something with you, Tony, right. was um, a Bank of America vestibule. So I'm in there with a the laptop playing the movie and my iPhone recording him, and then just occasionally we'd have to stop because you could hear, beep, 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 beep. you know, but it was the quietest place around. I'd, I'd looked in restaurants and there was just constantly like music playing in the background.
0: Recorded in a vestibule.
2: I know, in a Bank of America, but and you know, and I, I. I Use Bank of America well, however you did it, customer. it's great.
0: The the, the yeah. commentary tracks are great. You also, there's a lot of really cool special features on it. So if you like indie movies and like, you know, people that are passionate about, like, keeping the fans happy with a lot of stuff and material, the DVDs are great. Uh, great. See, I'm it's such really a geek cool. for
2: that. So yeah, I edited all of that stuff. There's gag reels, there's deleted scenes, there's all kinds of stuff like that um and you know and i had to pay for that in the uk because the, the british board of film classification makes you pay for every minute that they watch on the dvd to certify with a rating oh. which doesn't happen in america so it's yeah kind of a, hmm. it's a it's a bit of a racket it's not dissimilar to um what the british government right now is doing with covid tests where the only official covid tests you can take to fly are ones that you have to pay for whereas so it's ironic because because the US and the UK are kind of swapping places. Whereas you can go to a CVS and get COVID test for free. Anyway, that's getting all political. But um, uh, yeah. But but yeah, I, I love special features. I'm such a geek for that. So I, yeah, me course, too. There's no way I could do what some people call a vanilla disc.
0: Well, it's not what she said. Hey now.
2: I Sorry. mean, I'm. It's definitely. What? I'm definitely. Speaking vanilla, of editing, vanilla with dark chocolate <laughs> chips. Um, ladies, ladies listen, my name is easily Googleable. You can find I have no criminal records, and um, I'm, I'm available.
1: Oh, there you go. Oh. well, because you know, because I have to justify my existence for five minutes as, as a film professor, uh, I do have to talk about some of the the visual elements in the movie that I thought yes. were spectacular. Um, I, you know, I I teach visual story classes in uh, visual storytelling at both the undergraduate and graduate level. And there are some shots in this movie that I am going to pull out and show to my students as examples of how you transmit a tremendous amount of information in a very short period of time. Uh, And one example of that would be the shot, the first shot in the pub the first, when we introduce Robert Pugh, and oh. we go into that pub, and there's you know there's this pub with a glass knocked over. The first thing we see is this glass knocked over on the bar. Yeah. And you you rack focus and then pull back from that. I think. Oh. And it it tells us instantly so much about where we are and what has happened there already. Oh. Um, and 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 fills us in on the world and. So much of that doesn't happen, um, in, in not student films, but in, in professional films I, I, I watch where there's just wasted time where we could, where you could be cramming it with information. And, and you did that. Um, the shot of the, of the, um, the DJ and the, the, the woman who he's interested in, who's not interested in him on the balcony. Yes. Where there, you know, we so often see frame within a frame, but you've got two frames there and Ooh. the divider. And they're in separate worlds and they can't get to each other out on that balcony. And then each time we see them, they're in a clean in a clean single. And oh. the, the sense of separation is so clear. I love that. The alien the, the alien POV death sh- shot is i screamed it's a spectacular shot
0: oh that exterior and night the, shot
1: the hit no the hand oh, with the, the, claws, hand, the claws yeah the claws the pov of the claws and then the yes. spear coming through you know yeah it's
2: it's it's great um and that was the definitely shot, i think my most peter jackson moment i think early that peter was jackson. very yeah <laughs>
0: that was very peter jackson Early Peter bad
2: Shot of the four of them on the couch when they're when they're lost and
1: they just don't know what the hell to do. Um, uh, you know, so many moments like that that just sang out to me. Um, and then I just have to go to what I thought was just masterful dialogue. So often, um, nothing fishy, just delicious. Um, made me pee um the discussion about screen size
2: ah yes please yeah department yes
1: um i'll even throw in a cover story about how we're just platonic friends so you can try and shag the indian bird (laughs) it's one of my favorite lines of dialogue ever um the the clandestine language of got this thing by airmail owner taking a nap want to talk it's a great bit of spy dialogue uh and then scaredy puff oh scaredy puff yeah scaredy puff uh the tennis racket with knives in it great great stuff and um if you were here, what you DJ me to death, that was <laughs> I fell off the couch. Oh. Um, but uh, Tony, you know, you Tony and I, I we've started this thing. I don't know how, how up to date you are on our episodes. We've started this thing now where with every episode, we um, we decide uh, we each have to say who we would be in the movie and who the other fellow. Ah, I love that. So um uh, Tony who who would you be and who would I be do you think <laughs> it, it, it's not Peter it's it's who we are as people not who we would necessarily play in the movie
0: I I hope that I'm Selwyn Which one is he the fish guy
2: Selwyn, Selwyn. is. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's too much of a plot spoiler to say that he's he's a complete red shirt, which is ironic because he has a blue shirt in the movie. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't see it that way. Totally. Is he I mean, the one suppose...
1: who doesn't who doesn't respond about the corkscrew?
2: Um, no, that's that's Hugh. Hugh's the sort of the sort of Welsh redneck character. Oh, okay. Um, I always, th-
0: yeah. I always thought that I was the silent, the drunk guy on the on the couch who didn't really have much to say at the party.
2: I think. I see. I think after after a few Tony, you might be that. But I I always saw you. You know, like in a general sense, I I definitely see you more as as, as Kendrick because of your interest in UFOs in general. Like I think you, if well, you had I'll, a if uh, I, I if you had a DOD clearance, I okay. think you would be. Um, I'll take that. Agent Kendrick, like I, would, like I would following totally. Following those that. around the uh, the globe, um, or possibly my character, who's you know the amateur version of that, who's been helping Kendrick for a while. Right. Um,
1: yeah. I put us in there as uh, with me as the guy asking if there was a corkscrew and you, the guy looking at me, not freaking responding.
2: <laughs> so so you're the posh guy from London, Matthew, and, and Anthony's the hick. I,
1: right. I can think of him as a hick. I thought of him as looking you, at me like, you're you, a jerk. I,
0: i know who we are
2: you thought of him as the guy with the poop emoji t-shirt is what you're gonna say yeah 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 Yeah. well that's all right i'm getting i'm 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 getting a clear sense of what thanksgiving dinners look like
0: i (laughs) think that uh, i my 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 feeling is that uh i am the uh the cop the local cop in martha's vineyard and matthew you are the you are she's female but you are the forensics doctor in the sand i think we work together on martha's vineyard and i think (laughs) that's that's who we are
1: (laughs) okay Uh, we also do uh we also do comps movies that we would want to see this on a double bill with
2: oh wow um wow okay what did you come up with
1: i came up with two one Uh of them was one of them was sender i think this was a terrific double bill with sender
0: you know no one this could be the same universe this is just happening right I, down the block from sender i, I did yeah. say
2: to tony if i ever do something sci-fi again i want to have like a little cutaway there are a series of files and project canaries in one and like project senders in another but it's like just you know it's like the, the raiders of the lost ark sort of final shot you could like go past little boxes where one of them says project canary one of them says project sender Mm-hmm.
1: um yeah the other comp i have is uh, not comp but 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 uh double feature is the world's end
2: oh yes yeah people in pubs absolutely yeah um there's also some british reviews mentioned this and i don't know if you know it because it's not as widely known you can see it in this country as there's an irish film called grabbers which is um oh
0: yeah i've seen grabbers
2: yeah so it's you know it's basically a bunch of drunken irish people versus aliens versus mine being a bunch of drunken welsh people versus aliens and um, they have a much bigger budget than i do um and that there's some really great moments in the film and the thing that's especially interesting to me is that the creature design is so great and i think it was pretty much completely stolen for the force awakens there's a there's a creature which is basically a ball with tentacles and it can roll itself, you know. So it's like those, what are they called, Grat, grat fox or whatever they are that, that um, Han Solo has on his ship in The Force Awakens. And, um, ah. It's very, I mean, the creature design's pretty darn similar. Um, uh, whereas no one else has tried to do uh, uh, fishermen from Massachusetts who've been abducted by aliens, injected with alien DNA, and then dropped into a Welsh valley to kill Welsh people. So, you know...
1: Yeah, that man. is very rarely, very rarely <laughs> done. Oh, another shot that I sorry. forgot to mention. Oh. oh, sorry. Another shot that I no, forgot please. to mention that cracked me up was the whole, the map, the the map with the, was it Captain Crunch or Kicks? The cereal. Oh, Skittles. Or, Skittles on the map to show the Yellow locations Skittles. of yes. Yes. things because they didn't have a map with pins.
0: <laughs> was, yes. Is Skittles the E.T. candy? Was that, the, was that an E.T. reference?
2: Um not purposefully because no. it was either
0: it was either peanut m ms or, or it was either like m&ms or skittles i think it was skittles and et wasn't it
2: nobody m- cares think, yeah. about that anymore huh yeah. okay let's um, move along <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean there's definitely a thing of like uh, you know you can hopefully sort of wink at the audience about the low budget nature of what i'm doing by saying well this is a kooky department you know it's and to be fair it's kind of what the x-files was doing at the beginning when they had no budget and they were a mid-season replacement because they were um they were you know molders down in a basement for two reasons one because it's a fringe division and two because it means the set doesn't cost much money mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's it's it, there's definitely there's a lot of you know the, the x-files i think is a huge a huge influence as well as i don't person. i
0: also want to go back to the skittles thing because i think that was a little sneered at there are so many spielberg references in this film Oh yeah, it's there's loaded with them. So mm. you can't you can't deny that the skittles reference, if that was in ET, would be something in future you might want to say, yeah, no, totally on purpose.
2: Uh, I guess it was just out I mean, of ET and closing to me. ET, everyone's favorite. You know, everyone ignored all these classics in night Part of me doesn't like ET as much because all these great films in nineteen eighty two were ignored as a result. You know, Blade Runner, The Thing, all the rest of it. But whereas. Close Encounters for me is the is the is the far superior Spielberg alien film. Well, you and I um,
0: totally agree on that. You know that,
2: um, yes. Um, and the Close Encounters is far and away, you know, one of the biggest influences in terms of that sense of sort of wonder sure. and oh my god, all these things could be. All happening.
0: I'm saying is there's no Skittles or M and Ms in Close Encounters, and there are an E T.
2: Uh, yeah, true. There's and they potatoes, play a significant
0: part of, in your film
2: yeah yeah no I, I, I i'll have to look at et and consult ET. we should
0: have covered this in the pre-interview i think Skittle, that's probably
2: experts it... yeah about that i know um but Close Encounters is one of the biggest things that influenced me and this actually came up against a lot of criticism in the editing process uh which i know you'd be on my side about but you know there's a lot of people elsewhere where they're like Peter, we don't understand like you've got like there's a cold open and then the film should start. But then there's a cold open. Then there's another cold open. Then there's another cold open before you get to Wales. And what I was uh, inspired by by that structure was, you know, you're in New Mexico. Then you're in the, the air traffic control. Then you're in somewhere else. You're like 15, 20 minutes in before you meet Richard Dreyfus.
1: Can, so can you give me the phone number of these the... people so I can just call them and say you're idiots?
2: <laughs> First I mean... of
0: all, it's like, have you ever seen a Chris Nolan movie? The whole damn thing is cold opens. That's the two hours (laughs) of cold opens.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, admittedly, I Mm. I didn't have a heist in an opera house. So I... uh, But you
0: mentioned an opera house.
2: I did mention an opera house. That's true. I actually had someone who said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you shot a scene in an opera house and then the lights come up after intermission and there's one seat that is bare. And I'm like, that's great. Do you know how much that would cost me to shoot? And the irony was actually, I think <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be the, the opera house in um, Tenet is supposed to be an opera house in Hamburg and they think it's the Oslo Opera House, which is the one that I mentioned in Canaries. So that's the actual bloody opera. That makes house. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Um, so it all, all comes around. It all comes around.
0: Is there a sequel in the works?
2: Oh, my God, I've written the entire outline of a sequel. I'd love to do it. Um, No one currently wants to give me the money. And I'm raising money for something else, which is a much simpler idea. I'd love to get to it. One day, I think I promised myself that I will continue this story if it has to be me drawing um, the characters in crayon and just, you know... Or you know, like I, I animate like little pens being like, "Oh, hey, Shanita, what did you, did you say? There's just canaries," mm-hmm. and then there will You're be. You're halfway like, there. Now, then, this there'll is... be like yellow. Um, there'll be like, hang on, I think my mum's got one here. Then there's like, I just, I just multi-track like these, and then like that. There are the canaries. It's like, oh no, the canaries are here, and I yeah. just, I using the, the 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 magic of of special effects. I just um multi. You know whatever
0: it is as they say you could fix that in post uh you fix know one of the troubles is that you know for those of you at home who don't know actually for those american listeners what's really actually very interesting about this movie is is the is the the cast is really remarkable i think if you were in uk you'd be a little bit more like wow i've seen them all over the place
2: yeah, a few um, Americans have, have seen a bunch of folks actually, and that's thanks to, you know, BBC America.
0: Sure, and yeah. But I mean, it's really like, this is, the, they're huge gets for you in this film, and they're really mm. wonderful performances in this movie. Yes. I think that's, um, Uh, to me that's always like the the big missing ingredient from a lot of micro budget low budget films is that you know you see that they can do some fun stuff with the with the effects you know in-camera stuff low budget there's a lot of stuff you can do but really having quality writing and quality performances in the middle of these movies is rare yeah i think and um you've really had that
2: yeah no i'm i'm well i mean i suppose the advantage of you know growing up a, a, around actors and being an actor is you know i also um a huge thing was was the um craig russell who played steve dennis the dj and you know is one of my oldest friends Craig is great yeah he's so good he, he basically became the producer during pre-production and he took on this mammoth job and you know he sort of found an extra calling in a way because um and the he, friendliest guy in, in the world the such yeah. a nice guy he's so brilliant like he and and that inspires confidence you know and it's sort of a mindset you we want to keep moving forward is you know if we've got nothing else we've got a good attitude and then Mm -hmm. people want to come back hopefully and work with us again and um the the i you know what happened with him was that we were looking for a line producer and looking for other people and then he's like wait a minute i'm shooting in my hometown i know everybody why didn't i just knock on everybody's door and ask for help Right. um so it became and and again that became about him being one of the nicest and most helpful people in the world you know regardless if your car's broken down uh, in a lane in kumturk or if you're making a movie is that he will help you mm-hmm. um so uh, that was a huge huge part of it and you know D- D- dominique door who not only was the person who who um got us most of the money but who also said I'm going to get you a bunch of money. And also, do you mind if I write the score for you?
0: And you're like, (laughs) not if you write the score that you write for, he did such a great job. I mean, yeah. So that was, I mean, that
2: was tremendous. So, so, so I've got to, you know, shout out to those people. And then because of Craig and who he worked with, he worked with some of, you know, the, the, I suppose it's not dissimilar like if you look at stuff that's shot in Canada, like you see the same people pop up and in Wales it's even smaller and so mm-hmm. it's, um you get, you know some fantastic Welsh character actors a lot of whom have worked with each other before so there was this real sort of ensemble tight-knit um, uh, camaraderie there you know, you've got Richard Mylan who um, did a BBC series here called Waterloo Road but is also known for the, the third series of a, a BBC comedy called Coupling which did quite well and he plays Naveen and um, and, uh, it, yeah, you know, Sheena Patessa was actually someone I hadn't worked with before. I'd auditioned, who plays Sunita. Mm-hmm. I'd auditioned her for a short film in 2005, and she was my second choice. I thought she's not quite right for this, but she's, she's really, really good. And I just, I just, names just stick in my head in like a database. So um, I remembered her, and I auditioned a bunch of actresses, but I asked her if she was available, and she put herself on tape, and, and she was great um and she didn't know anyone and she was you know uh she just like rolled around in the mud with everybody else
1: she's dynamite in it yeah Yeah, she's she's great and
2: and then we've got hannah daniel who's in hinterland which is a welsh series available on netflix over here um i mean it's welsh in in the uk it's actually bilingual you can watch they've recorded it in welsh and in english and then there's a bilingual version as well um in the us it's it's they're, they're only speaking english and she's one of the four leads in that, who plays Agnes D, who's the, uh, the, 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 the blonde woman in the film. Um, not a traditional horror blonde in many senses, I don't think. No, um, not at all. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, she, she, you know, it was, it was amazing to get her. And then, you know, further up the line, we have, um, you know, we've got, we've got Kai Owen, who's one of the leads in Torchwood, the BBC show Torchwood um playing uh, a definitely a sort of william atherton in die hard character um you know or paul gleason in die hard character definitely you know as her boss um and what i particularly liked was that his character in tortured was so nice and has been through all this stuff with aliens and time travel and then this see somebody saying aliens don't exist time travel doesn't exist um and then it reveals later he was covering it all up um and then his on screen wife in Torchwood, Eve Miles, who plays Gwen Cooper, one of the, the, the female lead in Torchwood, did a voice on the radio for us. As did my friend. Oh, that's Mary
0: right. Aldred, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. As did my friend Sophie Aldred, who uh, played Ace to Sylvester McCoy's Doctor Who back in the day. Um, I would have, so I would. the d- lineage of old geek friendly names.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely would consider like having a double bill with this, and uh, you know, Torchwood: Children of Men, the the TV movie that the, the Torchwood ah, did, the two wow, hour
2: that's a compliment.
0: Yeah, um, share some of the same DNA in a way that that's not that's a little bit more horrific than your movie, although oh. your movie has plenty of chills and spills. I I tell you, you know, I'll be forever grateful for giving me my first opportunity to cut like an action sequence that was that was quite something
2: I, I can't believe that was the first one you cut you know I, I oh really, yeah. i mean i remember we sort of similar to i suppose you know when people um uh are sort of shooting and they're like all right what do we need to prioritize it was definitely editing wise i was like what what are what are the primary sequences what do we need to prioritize and um, the scene with Naveen on the bridge was a huge one because that took like several different sections to shoot and it was the one thing on set as a director where i was like i don't know what i'm doing yeah
0: well i remember you that was a hard that part of it was a hard shoot for you and and making sure you had all the pieces was a little bit uh, yeah i
2: I, I went back and got more in the reshoots and that was thanks to some of your your really good notes as an editor it comes together um,
1: beautifully that sequence it's terrifying
2: but it it definitely i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna use my pens again but it um it definitely makes me think you know that's why there are directors who have little models of the sets and they have little gi joe figures and Mm -hmm. they're like this is where this person is this is where this person is now we're moving here now we're doing this for sequences like that i absolutely should have done that so it was a total film school in what i should have done um Luckily, most other things, I was slightly ahead of the curve just because I was so nervous. I I prepared for, you know, crap loads of stuff.
1: Now, this new project you're working on, uh, Mm. does it involve uh, two middle-aged Jewish brothers in the United States? Or or who maybe
0: travel to Wales, you know, two Jewish guys from New York who go to Wales.
2: I smell a hit. I smell a hit. (laughs) Um, I would love that. Now, I keep saying to Tony because we just we keep geeking out. Uh, you know, it's interesting, and I think we 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 definitely initially started geeking out about films in general. Then I discovered he was an alien nut like me, then we just went off on that for a long time. Especially while I was prepping Canaries, you know, we were just sharing all kinds of links to sightings and stuff like that. And for the record, I'm not I'm not a complete nut bar when it comes to this. I'm definitely I'm definitely halfway between a Mulder and a Scully. Like, I want to believe, but I'm definitely on the side of science and facts. Um, but in recent years we've really been I feel like getting into folk horror a lot more like talking about folk horror mm-hmm. um so uh, Well now that know, the government
0: admitted it admitted it all it's not as fun.
2: So you're going to switch yeah, up. Here's the drone shots you know yeah. yeah. Um and now they're going to fly that telescope into space. space yeah. it's going to be like oh look at look at no. planet LV525 they've got a Starbucks there and you no. know. No um, now it's got to be folk horror. Yeah. Go
0: back to the fairy fairy lands. Exactly. That's where that's where it's at.
2: Exactly. So folk chorus. The next one's got a lot more of a folk horror feel to it. No aliens in it. Um, but you know, could could there be a couple of Jewish brothers like walking around in the background? Absolutely, they could. Just a thought.
0: Um, just a thought. Just keep it but, in the but, back of your but, mind.
2: But also, I definitely, I'm I'm so into the kind of you know the mixture, the clash of worlds as I am with the with the Canaries thing, where you've got this different textures between the sort of sleek blues and greys of DC, and then you've got all this sort of comfy jumpers of of uh you know welsh valleys that's what i loved about american werewolf as well and things like that so you know i i i'd love the idea that um if we could find a way just you know, saying like, we're available like, around
0: k- kicking around
2: like uh we can drink if, scotch if, and, if and, if and bring you guys drink... over to a welsh valley to shoot something like i would love that And I was saying to Tony, like, you know, your next thing, man, come over and do a horror movie in Wales. Me and Craig will sort you out with all the just direct some stuff Mm -hmm. where there's some satanists and you know.
0: I'm waiting for a call sheet. Just waiting for the car to come pick me up. I'm here.
2: you know, maybe there's like a like an evil sheep god that's like coming around, you know. Uh, I'm in.
1: Actually, actually maybe that could
2: be you two, like one of you on the other one's shoulders, you know, for height. And then you're yeah. dressed up as a sheep, and it's like. You, know?
0: And it makes when you, when you? Well, after the show, you call my agent. I'll give my agent's number. Well, he can talk about whether they're yeah. we're, we're we're a two-person sheep or <laughs> actually have lines in the film. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't want to make any. One person and a ladder for static shots, but we do need yeah. to talk about
2: walking. Maybe it's um, one person and a ladder. I think we're getting ahead of college.
0: ourselves. I, I we were just <laughs> saying we'd like to be involved <laughs> as actors in something. Maybe uh, theoretically, sometime.
2: I want to see if I can. This this might be something that gets edited, but I just want to see if I can show you something in my. Nothing's going to get edited out. Parents. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Okay. Well, let's see if I can show you something in my parents' living room. Which oh, is... look at this. This uh,
1: is an action shot. This is fantastic. I know, great. I know. This looks like Dust Boot.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, oh we, lost it. Frozen. we lost
2: you. Oh, no. Oh. oh, there we go. Oh, no, you're back.
0: Path. Oh, you're in and out.
2: Hang on. I'll come back. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. So so this other
1: oh,
0: Now this is like a shot from the from the nineteen
2: seventeen.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Oh. So here's
2: a, a here's a folk here's, this is a clue as to the next film I'm working on. It I definitely want to do something oh about my God. um an even I've, I've read the script I've read the script. It's a it's
0: it's a it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. doozy. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And
2: my parents didn't know about that. They just I I always grew up. Got nasty little, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nasty little teeth, yeah. Um, It is the the
0: rabbit. rabbit.
2: But look at this. It just like now. It's a nice little Christmas. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, folk horror.
0: Folk horror, high tech horror. Sci-fi,
2: folk horror. Sci-fi,
0: yeah, yeah. Folk horror. Yeah, like
2: little, maybe little aliens.
0: What's your T-shirt say? What is that?
2: Oh, this is the Nostromo.
0: Oh, beautiful. Okay, well done. Uh, Well done.
2: Um. I'm trying, I want to make sure that I, I do not not name-check people. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't sound like an Oscar speech. But well, yeah, you there, know... There's so many great people involved in Canaries. You know, there's the um, American casting crew on the Vineyard. And, <clears throat> and they all knew each other. I knew them for doing Shakespeare in the amphitheater there on Martha's Vineyard. And then there are a few people I didn't know in Wales that Craig brought in who were just brilliant. And um, Alex Neville, the DP, um, did an amazing job. He, he brought um, uh, students from his university where he was lecturing um along for sort of basically like extra work experience
0: right and to um, get you coffee and stuff like that
2: yeah was which that. brings me well, to the point
0: it. i want to i want to be to be realistic I, I there there is something about the film i don't think was very good okay uh the craft service was terrible
2: <laughs> you can tell no, you weren't there it was terrible I, well, no, I t- well there's even a story about that bob pew is on set He's, uh, we're doing the reshoots, and uh, we we went we'd been down to uh, to Tesco, you know, to get some uh, a, a popular British supermarket to get some uh, some food. And I bought some uh, some ginger nut biscuits, popular in the UK, uh, not as popular over over your side. Right. We have like the soft ginger cookies, but these are hard, like crunchy ginger nut biscuits.
0: Stale biscuits.
2: They're not stale. They're just crunchy. They're crunchy, really fresh, really. Bitter,
0: fresh. crackly. And I, said,
2: I, and I said, look at this, Bob. We got you some ginger nuts. I bet you didn't get ginger nuts on Game of Thrones. And he said, uh, uh, I had to pay for my own fucking coffee on Game of Thrones. I said, What are you talking about? He said, I went outside the, the sound stage. There's a there's a there's a coffee stand there. I said, I'll have a cappuccino, please. He goes three pound fifty. I said, Aren't you part of HBO? He goes, No, I'm running my own business. Fucking Game of Thrones. Load of bollocks. Right? What scene are we shooting?
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, and he still shows up for work. I would Where how do you where do you keep three pound fifty in the costume like that? Like, well, let me get my wine sack. Uh, Let me
2: sort of, you know, um, (laughs) uh, daughter-loving robes on. You know, playing a really creepy character in Game of Mm -hmm. Thrones, and a character who who lived with all of his daughters and. Um, And uh, uh, he's played such rapey parts over the years, but he's the nicest man. uh and uh, anyway yeah no I, I can't imagine where you'd you'd fit three pound 50 in that costume no but, How would you get, and, how'd you and, do and yet, it and yet there manages to be a starbucks cup which shows on shows up on a table during a, a yeah in, right. in, a, in a screened hbo episode yeah. so
0: that they didn't even sell the stuff. that was somebody else's starbucks cup whole other company yeah no, so
2: yeah, we, we didn't hmm. we had no starbucks cups i was trying to think if there were any accidents which are on the screen which could be visible but i i don't think there are any obvious ones i think we managed to catch things
0: other things than about. the new script the Focar car thing any yes. any, anything else so you want to plug or or mention or
2: oh my heavens well i just uh, shot a trailer for the boston sci-fi film festival which i feel like we we have to acknowledge because it not only gave canaries its uh, u.s debut but um you know it also i, I think it gave sender the same
0: it did. Yeah. Yes. Thanks to you. Thanks to your connection there. We got into that festival and, and, um, well, debuted I, I, there just, to people. I just
2: recommended them. They were the ones that made the decision. It's but, very helpful
0: though. I mean, I think, um, you know, that everybody, every, you know, every, every word helps. There's so much competition and they get so many films that anybody who gets a thumbs up from another filmmaker is big. It's so
2: true. it's good to have friends in slightly below medium places. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so you yeah. kept the
0: trailer for that which i saw and is really great um, yeah
2: so that's that's uh, watch out for that that's coming soon and i think their plan is uh you know fingers crossed apart from some huge extra pandemic rush is that they will go live again in okay people in seats i hope they so do that's great in seats as we say in the british right. theater um in uh, february and uh-huh. next year and I uh, wrote a sci-fi script for an independent company. I'm not quite sure where that is in production. Yeah, Easter. Easter is the thing. that's really, is the thing. Is the folk horror. Is is. I'm raising money for that. That's okay. the big thing. Um, we have a BAFTA producer who's supporting us, me and Craig again. And um, uh, the script is currently with Matthew Reese. So talking of having friends in medium to low Great. places, if you want to just text him, because I'm sure you know you've got each other's. You know.
0: He's right over here. The... Matthew, did you? What? Did you get that? Uh, Did you that script that? Uh, Peter Stray, S T R A Y, stray. stray. Yeah.
2: As in cat, yeah.
0: Stray, no, he didn't get it yet. He hasn't read it.
2: God. Ah. well, he's probably on set doing. Give me writing.
0: some ginger crisps when you have a chance, please. Ginger Thank you.
2: Crisps. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, those are what you call chips.
0: And I, I was uh, purposefully I, yeah, making I, hash yeah. of the whole. I'm, Ah, transcontinental
2: Browns. Yes, that's silliness thing. um yeah no so, so that's the main thing really um but uh there's a couple of other screenplays i have and and honestly i'm also just a writer for hire with you know who so if you like the um the, the, the characters and dialogue and general banter in uh canaries um then i i'm available as long as you're not pro-trump or kkk um and you have a certain budget i will probably work for you
0: can you work some material into like a I don't know a bar mitzvah or something like that? Would you do weddings?
2: Ba- bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, any of the mitzvah. Okay.
0: All right. Um, any mitzvah. Yeah. Any um, mitzvah is a good mitzvah.
2: Young satanic, you know, satanic ritual uh, for mm. teens, um uh, uh christenings. Okay. You know, we'll keep it
0: in um, we'll keep it in mind. let you heard some it here people first. like
2: to roast their babies in a in a comic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh yeah, weddings. Right. I did, you know, I did actually shoot a lot of <laughs> weddings as a videographer when I was younger. And um, the origin of Canaries was actually in a different screenplay, which was like, uh, uh, which was set at a wedding called The Rain. And um, coincidentally, then uh, something on Netflix, I think, came out called The Rain years later. Um, so it's a good thing I didn't go with that title. Um, although there's still the element of the rain within Canaries. Um, and luckily, I sort of recycled certain elements of that and put it in canaries um that there are i will say it's it's a i think it's a really good first effort i think there are definitely things i'd improve about it um
0: you're not you don't get to you don't get to critique your own film no that's not your job you are i'm
2: just saying you aren't getting paid to do uh, that we
0: are we are the ones
2: It's. it's definitely i mean you know it's i will say this though we had the best time making it and i some people can say that shows like we just I was on set every day. Like I was, I was like wading around in the mud, you know, um, in Wellington boots, like stuck up to my ankles in mud, sort of being canary things. And it's so weird because in every day, if you're doing that, you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? But if it's for a movie, especially a movie that you love, or like, you know, if it was on set for you, Tony or something else like that, there's something brilliant about doing it for a film where you're Mm -hmm. like, I love, I love being, I love wading in mud.
0: Yeah yeah
2: it was it was it's the kind of glee and professionalism from a lot of people which i think was really embodied by like martin lando playing um uh, bella lugosi *Ed Wood*. you know where he's he in, he wades into the river and says okay eddie let's shoot this fucker and then it's just well it pays
1: off because it's a wonderful ride uh it's a terrific film um we also have to uh, mention um before we before we sign off that this is the end of our horrible holidays uh ride
0: mm-hmm.
1: through through the getting us through Christmas and uh and uh New Year's without being maudlin. And uh next uh month is uh disastrous January and we're kicking <laughs> it off with the Poseidon
2: adventure. Wow yeah.
1: uh that's yeah. brilliant
2: I, I have I have one question, if I may, for you two, if I'm allowed. Of course. And that is, I'm interested, given your journey so far, as the the Arkin brothers talk about movies, do you have any cinematic New Year's resolutions, you know, in terms of films you pick, how you discuss things with each other? For the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is
0: my episode. last show. That's my resolution. <laughs> that's, I can't talk to him old anymore. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> no, that's, old turkey.
1: No, well, we we have recently decided we're going to do a theme every month. So, and and we're announcing the uh, the movies well ahead of time now. Um,
0: we're getting so, our shit together.
1: Yeah, so that so that people can watch them if they you know our huge following needs to be able to watch the the movies before we discuss them.
2: As a fan and an audience member, I really love that because then it's 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 sort of the book club I always wanted, which involves not a book.
1: <laughs> but a movie. Yeah. And we're going to start
2: uh,
0: their books and their yeah. social
1: media so that we can build a bigger audience and maybe get a little more um, give and take with people who are who are listening. So. Well,
2: I I'd love that, and I certainly hope you don't mind if I occasionally drop in my dramaturgy for cinematic. I guess it's not dramaturgy if it's cinema, is it? Cinematurgy.
0: It's a uh, cinematurgy. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But just just
2: fun facts. I, I, yeah. I, I just, fun when facts. You me- when you mention something that I know about, I'm like, oh, and then I become my mum, where she sends me links to Guardian. Send articles. send oh, away.
0: No. We love that. We love that. Any <laughs> any uh, any help that you can give us is, is appreciated. Help, inspiration, talk back. Remember, we rely on you heavily as our only audience member, so don't slack off. Well, I know you're writing no. a script. I know you've got stuff to do. But... Oh,
2: I d- sorry. I do have one other thing, which I'm going to do, which is uh, it's a it's a podcast script, which you know about, Tony, which is um, I kind of don't want to say too much about it, but it is um, inspired by um, the Alan Rickman character in Die Hard. Ah. So, um, it's inspired by that, but it's not that for copyright reasons
0: there you go mysterious i told you sinister mysterious
2: but it's going to be an audio moody it's going to be um a podcast um yeah and it's going to be sort of a mini series thing which i've written and um that's going to be a lot of fun i want to put that together in the next
1: it's a a character named hans Fluber
2: just called hans you know this, this is inspired by the harry potter thing where they had a spin-off show off broadway where it's like you can't you can't um you can't copyright characters called harry and ron and you know you just you can't no, do that you can't do it yeah <laughs> so All there right. you
1: go well thank you so much peter for joining us <laughs> thank you
2: arkin um, brothers oh my god i feel like i you, you, i've been invited onto the set of star trek or something you know and i'm well, like getting yeah. to touch the buttons you know it is it's brothers special actually, t- it is uh, it's yeah. i know
0: every time that yeah. the show yeah. starts i feel like i you know i'm sitting in the captain's chair of this amazing <laughs> it's just like look at this place look at what yeah. we've got yeah um thanks for being here oh, thanks thank for making for making canaries or alien party crashers whichever you want and thanks yes. for bringing a welshploitation to the to the masses it's time that uh this phrase take off and then
2: yes this Welsh. was inspired by you. This was inspired by you, where I said, well, "What would you liken this to, Tony?" And you got me onto Osploitation and to the documentary, not quite Hollywood. And yes. then I thought, "Wow, there is actually a bunch of Welsh filmmakers I know all at the same time making these films yeah. in Wales, which are, you know have this kind of gutsy, low-budget thing to them." And I think that's Welsh exploitation. I some... really do think there is a Welsh exploitation movement building, and I really do want to get that phrase trending.
0: I think it's brilliant. Well, let's do what we can to get that going. And Matthew yeah. and I, like we said, we'll be – we're we're around. Town car. We just don't want to be a sheep where we have to, like, touch each other and be on I each other's well. shoulders. Fair enough. I'm allergic
2: way, to, to war. Yeah. If, if there's a way to get you over here as American tourists, like, or or, or just, you know, actually directing something, I, I would yeah. love that. You're welcome anytime. Just
0: offer me a pint and I'll be there.
2: Anytime, any pub. Any location, me and Craig will sort it
0: out. All right, brilliant. Okay, and stick around. We
1: we have a little after party after the credits. It um,
0: gets really gets, exciting after the credits.
1: It's very exciting. And uh, join us next week for the Poseidon Adventure. Excellent. Or to talk about the Poseidon Adventure.
0: Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All of it. Okay, Bye-bye.